Shalom to all. Today's office Kedushin Av Chav Dalit, and we are starting Chav Gimel Amud Beis, the bottom line with the word Rami. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah Bas Yaakov Moshe, her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas Rabbi Yosef Yontif Ben Rabbi Asher Anshul, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now, yesterday we had explained that Rav Meir the Chacham argued regarding redemption of Eved Kenani with Kesef. Rav Meir holds that can only be done Ayudecherim by other people because the moment the Eved is given money, it automatically becomes his master's. Whereas the Chum hold that it can even be Ayudecherim because someone can give the Eved money. Al-Tanai on condition that it's used to redeem himself, and then it does not become his master's. But nothing more says, It seems to be the way of a stira in Shittas Rabmeir and Shittas Rabbanon. The time you have a brysa, this brysa talks about Padio redemption of Maeser Shani. We know that a person has to take the Maeser Shani and bring it up to Yerushalayim to eat it there, but if they're not able to or they don't want to, so they can redeem it. They can transfer its Kedusha onto money. Now, if a person redeems his own Maeser Shani, he has to add on a fifth of its value, besides for the principal, whereas if a person redeems someone else's Maeser Shani, he does not have to add on that fifth. So the Rasa tells us the Shittas Tanakama is a woman is not able to redeem Maeser Shani without adding on this fifth. Whereas Rav Shemin Elazar and Mishim Rameir, Rav Shemin Elazar says in Rameir, a woman could redeem Maeser Shani without adding on the fifth. Now, Hechidami, what's the case? That she's using her husband's money and she's redeeming her husband's Maeser Shani. She's doing her husband's Shlichos, so of course she would have to add on a fifth, even a quarter of Meir. You want to say that she's using her her money and she was deeming her husband's Maeser Shani? Well, Isham Rachmana, Isha, the Torah says only when a man redeems Maeser Shani, he has to add on a fifth, but not a woman. And so the Chachamim would agree to this as well. What's the case then? El Lava must be Kagavna. It's the following case. Someone gave this woman money. He told her, This is your money on condition that you redeem Maeser with it. So according to the Tanakama, which is the Chachamim, this money automatically becomes her husband's. And that means that she's using her husband's money to redeem her husband's Maeser Shani, and therefore she would have to add on a fifth. Whereas according to Rav Meir, it's not her husband's money, and therefore she doesn't have to add on a fifth. And what does that mean? We see the exact opposite. We see that according to the Chachamim, the moment money is given to her, or by that same token, when money is given to an Eved, it automatically becomes the husband's or the master's. And Rav Meir holds the other way around. So it's a steer on Shittas Rav Meir and the Chachamim. Some Rabbi Abai answers, Epoch, switch the Shittas around in the Brisa. Really, it's the Chachamim that said Rav Meir's opinion, and it's Rav Meir that said the Chachamim's opinion. So we don't have a problem. Whereas Rav Amarava says, Don't switch around the Shittas in the Brisa. And over here in this Brisa, we're talking about Meister that came from her father's house, meaning her father died, she inherited her father, and he had Meister Shani. And what's the machlekes? Rav Meir Latamei, Rav Meir Lashitasai, the Amar Meister Mamen Hektishu, the Meister is Mamen Hektish, it really belongs to Hashem. And the husband doesn't acquire it when his wife yarshins her father, and therefore when she redeems his Meister Shani, it's not her redeeming the husband's Meister Shani. And that's why a fifth doesn't need to be added on. Whereas Rabban Latamayu, the Rabban Lashitasam, the Amri, they say Mamen Hetyatu, the Meister Shani is just regular money. Mundane money, and therefore, the moment she inherits it, it belongs to her husband. Therefore, when she redeems it, she's doing the shlichus of the husband, and that's why she does have to add on a fifth. Now, continue to talk about an Eved Kanani going free. Now, as we mentioned briefly before, and we're going to start learning now in more depth, that if the master knocks out his Eved Kanani's tooth or eye, that Eved goes free. Let's quote the Pesukim. The first Pesuk says, If a man strikes the eye of his male or female Eved, he destroys it, he shall send him free because of his eye. The next Pasuk says, If he knocks out the tooth of his male or female Eved, he shall send him free because of his tooth. Salikmar says, Tanu, we have a b'raisa, an Eved's going to go free because of his tooth or because of his eye or because of the tip of an Ever, of a limb that's not going to regrow, it's not going to regenerate. And we're going to learn about these Rashi Varim tomorrow. But for example, if the master cut off the tip of his finger, so that doesn't regenerate and the Eved 
Shemitah would go free because of that. So now we analyze, Bishlam is Shein Va'ayin Ksivi. We understand he's going to go free because of Shein Va'ayin, because that's written in the Pasuk. El Rosh Evar Minolon. How do we know he's going to go free because of the tips of Evarim? And the answer is, Domit Shein Va'ayin. It's just like Shein Va'ayin. Ma Shein Va'ayin, Mumen Shemagali Va'in Chazrin. These are revealed Mumen. This is something that everyone can see, and it doesn't regenerate. It's not going to grow back. Afkal Mumen Shemagali Va'in Chazrin. So too, he's going to go free because of an Avar that was knocked off. If it's Begali, if it's revealed, and it's not going to regenerate. But we ask if Amen Havu Shein Va'ayin Kishnek Suma Ba'in Ke'echad. Why don't we say that these Psukim of Shein and Ayin are two Psukim that are coming together? And anytime we have two Psukim talking about the same topic, we can't learn other things from there because we should only have one Pasuk and we can learn everything from that one Pasuk. And from the fact that we have two Psukim talking about the same thing, that tells us that we can't learn anything else from there. So the answer is no, it's Richa. We need both of these Psukim independently of each other, which means we can't learn other things from any of these Psukim individually. Why is that? Because Rachman is Shein. If the Torah only wrote about Shein, that if his tooth is knocked out, he goes free. Havamina, I would think, even if his milk tooth was knocked out, he would go free. What's a milk tooth? That's a baby tooth. And the reason why it's called a milk tooth is because he nurses with it. And so, because Rachmana Ayin, that's why Tara also had to write that he goes free because of his eye being knocked out. And that tells us only if it's something that's not going to regrow. But since baby teeth, once they fall out, they do regrow, he's not going to go free because the baby tooth is knocked out. And because Rachmana Ayin, if the Tara only wrote Ayin, Havamina, I would think, just like an eye was created with him, he was born with his eyes, so too, he's only going to go free if something is knocked out that he was born with, but his tooth grew later on in life, so I might think that he's not going to go free because of his tooth. That's why I need both of these psukim, therefore they're not and I could learn from them. But we continue asking, when the Pazak says, if he knocks out, that's a klal, it's a generalization. When it says tooth and eye, prat, that's a specification. When we have a klal in another prat, we only include in the klal whatever the prat is talking about. And that means he only goes free because of Shane Va'ayin and not anything else. So my answer is no. When the Pasuk says he gets sent free, that's again a generalization. Now we have a triple. It expands the din much more, and I include other things that are similar to the Prat. Just like the Prat is talking about something which is revealed and it's not going to regenerate, namely eye and tooth. So to any moment which is revealed and it's not going to grow back, that's something that's included, meaning Rashi Varim. But we continue asking, if that's really so, why didn't I say the following? Just like the Prat, Shane and Ayin, it's something that's revealed, and here we have another thing, it's when his eye is knocked out, so he can't use it anymore. And when his tooth is knocked out, he can't use it anymore. It's Molacha has now been Batal, and it's not going to grow back. So I should say as well, so to anything which is revealed, and it's not going to grow back, and it's he can't use it anymore. Well, Lamatanya, why do we learn in Abraisa? Let's say he yanked his Evid's beard, and now he dislocated a bone in his jaw, and Evid's going to go free because of that. Why would that be? That doesn't fit the specifications of this Prat. So we answer no. When it says these words, that's actually a Reboy. It's not a Klal, it's a Reboy. And as we explained, a Reboy is different than a Klal in that a Reboy includes something even if it's not similar to what's mentioned in the Pasuk. Ask more of If you want to say the words, are even if he struck his Evid on his hand and his hand withered, which means he can't use it, but eventually it's going to heal and he's going to be able to use it, he should still go free in that case. Alamatanya, why do we teach in a Brisa? He call al yada if he struck up on his hand with samsa and it's shriveled with but it's going to end up coming back. It's going to heal itself. Ain't evidence about the evid doesn't go free because of that. 
So Gemara says, M. Cain, if you want to say that he goes free even in that case, Shane Ba'ayin Mayahanilei. So what does it help to have the words Shane Ba'ayin in the Pasuk? Shane and Ayin are obviously a limitation of sorts, so we have to limit some case that's not included in the Evid being set free, and this is the case we're limiting by saying Shane Ba'ayin. But other scenarios, even if they're dissimilar to Shane Ba'ayin, the Evid will still go free. And we continue. Tanarban, we have a Brysa. But Kulam, with all these injuries, Evid Yatsabahem Lecheros, the Evid goes free, but Tsarch got Shekher. However, he needs to get Shekher from his master in order to be able to marry a Bas Chiron. Opinion. Rav Meir Aimer Einu Tzarech. Meir says he doesn't need to get Shechur. Reb Lazar Aimer Tzarech. Reb Lazar says he needs. Reb Tarfon Aimer Einu Tzarech. Reb Tarfon says he doesn't need. Reb Kiva Aimer Tzarech. Reb Kiva says he does need. And Amachim Lefnei Chacham Aimerim. Those that make decisions in front of the Chachamim, they said near and different Reb Tarfon B'Shein Va'ayin. It's seeming to follow Reb Tarfon when we're dealing with his tooth or eye getting knocked out, namely that he does not need to get Shechur. And why is that? Shatayr Zachzolay because the Torah itself said specifically by Shein and Ayin that he gets set free, which means that he doesn't even need to get Shechur. Whereas with Reb Kiva, we're going to follow Reb Kiva that he does need to get Shechur. In regards to other Avarim, because it's a Knas from the Chachamim, so therefore he's also going to need to get Shechur. So we ask, Knasu? It's a Knas? We just darshan Psukim telling us that he goes free with Rosh Avarim. So what does that mean? It's a Knas. So we just tweak it a little bit. Since it's a Jerusha from the Chachamim, so we're going to follow Rabbi Kiv's opinion that when Rosh Avarim gets knocked off, he's still going to need to get Shechur from his master. Now we analyze my time with Rabbi Shimon. What's Rabbi Shimon's reason? That no matter what happens to him, his master is still going to have to give him get Shechur. And that's because Yalf Shiluch Shiluch Isha, he learns shiluch shiluach from a woman. Ma isha bishtar, just like a wife. The only way she gets set free is with a shtar. Af evanami, so to an evan bishtar, he also needs a shtar. Now, Rav Meir, what would he respond to that? Ikasav chafshi lebesayv kidiko amret. If it said chafshi at the end, namely if it said yishal chenu chafshi, so then it would be exactly as you said. But hashe the kasav lechafshi yishal chenu, since it says the word lechafshi before the word yishal chenu, havle chafshi meikara, that means he's being set free originally. Meaning, as soon as Bezin determines that he should be freed because of this loss of limb, he's free completely. And he does not need a shtar shechur. And the word yishalchenu that follows the word lachavshi is another reboy that sets him free with Rashi Varim. So this is the machlaikas. And continuing with this, Tarabana, we have a brysa. He called Enoi Vesama. If he hit him on his eye and blinded him, Al Aznei Vacharsha, he hit him on his ear and made him deaf. Evid Yotzeb and Lecheres, Evid goes free. However, Neged Enoi, the Enoi Raya, if the master hit the wall right near the Evid's eye and now he can't see, Keneged Aznoi, or if he hit the wall right near his ear, the Enoi Shemea, and now he can't hear, Ain Evid Yotzeb and Lecheres, the Evid's not going to go free. Now, what happened? So the master banged so loudly on the wall, this sent the Evid into shock, and he was damaged because of that, and he lost his hearing or his eyesight. And in this case, he's not going to go free. So Amar of Shemel Ravashi, Lemarmar, does that mean to say, the call Lav Klumhu, that sound doesn't have any importance at all, and a person's not going to be chayv because of sound, but Tani Ryan by Cheskel, Tarnagol Shahashit Rachel Avriklis Kuches, if a rooster stuck his head into a glass clee, Vitakabai, and made a really loud sound, it crowed loudly, Vishavray, and he broke the glass clee, Mishalim Nezak Shalim, the owner of the rooster has to pay Nezak Shalim full damages to the person who owned the clee, and Vamar of Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Amri Bey Rav, they send the Mesmash of Rav, Sus Shetsana, Vachamar Shanar, a horse that neighed or a donkey that brayed, that's a nice rhyme, Vishavru Kalim Bezechabayas, and because of that loud noise, they broke Kalim inside a house, Mishalim Chetzi Nezak, they pay half damages. So we see that even when just Noise makes a damage, a person's chayav to pay. So Amalei, he answered him, Shani Adam, a person's different. The Kivin Dasu, he's a person of intelligence, Ihu Mavis Nafshe, he's the one that scared himself. Meaning, when there's a loud noise, a person has to have control over himself, not to get so frightened that he goes into shock, and because of that, he loses his eyesight or hearing. And if that does happen, it's his fault. He should have controlled himself. Kidetan, you have a brass like this. Hamavis if a person frightens his friend, and because of that, his friend gets damaged, Adam, he's Adam, which means he cannot be brought to 
Bezdin and be forced to pay for that. However, Bedina Shemayim, which means up in heaven, in other words, he has a moral obligation to pay. Ketzad, and what's this referring to? Talk about Aznav Hershoy. Let's say he yelled in his friend's ear and he made him deaf. Putter, he's putter from paying. However, Chazov talk about Aznav Hershoy. Chayev. If he grabbed his friend and yelled in his ear and made him deaf because of that, he'd be Chayev. That's because he was accompanied with a Pu'ula Be'adayim. He grabbed his friend and that's why he'd be Chayev. But again, we see from the first part of the Brahsa that if all he did was frighten his friend and his friend became deaf because of that, that's not his fault. That's his friend's fault. He should be made of tougher stuff and of a stronger constitution that he's not going to lose his hearing because of being frightened. And we continue to talk about these movement to an Evid Kanani. Ton Rabban, we have a Brahsa. He called Einoi. Let's say the master struck him on his eye, the saw, and he weakened it. Al Shinoi Vinodada. He hit him on his tooth and now he made it loose. So if the Evid's still able to use it now, not as well as before, but he could still use it in Evid Yatsban Lecheros. So the Evid's not going to go free. But if he's not able to use it, meaning the only thing he could use his eye for, for example, is seeing very large things. But besides that, he can't really use his eye at all. So then, Evid Yatsban Lecheros, the Evid's going to go free. And Tanya Edech, we have another Brisa, which is similar. Let's say the Evid already had a weak eye. He already had difficulty seeing. Visama, and then his master fully blinded it. Shina Neduda, his tooth was already loose. Vipila, and his master knocked it out. So Im Yachal Shdamish Behenkvar. If the Evid was still able to use it more or less like normally beforehand, Evid Yatsaban Lecheros. So now he's going to go free because of that. Pavim Lav, if not, if he wasn't really able to use his eye or tooth beforehand, even if he was able to use it with difficulty, in Evid Yatsaban Lecheros, he's not going to go free because of that. And it's we have to have both of these brises. If we only had the first brisa, I might say that the reason why he goes free is Mishum to Mikara Nahir Beria. Originally, he had 100% vision in his eye, and now he has weak vision in his eye. Now he could only see, let's say, 50%. Aval Hacha, but over here in the second brisa, the Mikara Nami Nahir Khisha, the Evid started out with weak vision, Amaloi, I might say that when the master completely blinds him, he doesn't have to set him free. That's why we have to have the second brisa. And Yashmin Ha, if we only had the second brisa, I might say that the Evid gets set free, Mishum de Samuel Gamri. That's because he completely blinded him. Aval Hassam, but over there in the first brisa, Deloy Samuel Gamri, he didn't completely blind him. As we said, even in the worst case scenario in the first brisa, he's able to see only large objects with difficulty. Amaloi, I might say that in the first brisa, the master would not have to set him free. Sricha, that's why we need both brisas. And we continue with something similar. Tanar of the Brisa says, Let's say this Evid's master was an eye doctor. And the Evid asked his master to be his eye, meaning to put some eye drops in, the summer, and the master ended up blinding him. Or if his master was a dentist and he asked him to dig around his tooth, meaning to scrape around the base and make it nice, and he accidentally knocked it out. He laughs at his master and he goes free because his master blinded him and knocked out his tooth. Whereas Gamliel says, What do you mean? The Pasuk tells us, and he destroys it. He has to have Kavana to destroy it. And over here, the master was a doctor. He didn't have intention to destroy it. He wanted to help us, Evid. Now, for Rabbanon, we ask in Shitas Rabbanon, what do they do with the Pazak of Shichasa? They need it for a following Brisa. Rablazar says, If a master was trying to help his non Jewish maidservant deliver, and he stuck his hand into her to help her, and he blinded the child in her stomach, Potter, he's Potter. My time away is that, because the Pazak says, And we learn from here, He has to have Kavana to destroy. Now, what about Rav Shimon Gamliel? How does he know this? Really, the Pazak could have said the word Vashiches, but instead it says the word Shichasa with an extra hey, and so he learns both Joshas out of it. What about the Chamim? Shichasa, Lay Darish. Then we in the fact that it has this extra hey. And we continue, Amr of Shishas of Shishas says, Let's say the Evid was already completely blind, but then the master pulled his eye out. He 
literally pull the eye out of the socket. Evan Yates behind Lecheros, the Evan's going to go free. My time, why is that? He was already blind. It's not like the master made him blind now. And the answer is, Mechusar Everhu, because he's missing a limb. He's physically missing his eye now. But Tanatuna, when you have a brass that teaches something just like this, and this brass talks about Karbonus. Thomas Vizachros Behemov ain't Thomas Vizachros Be'ifais. We have to make sure that when bringing an animal as a Karbon, that it's Tom, it's unblemished. And if the Pusik says it has to be a male, so it has to be a male. That's what Thomas and Zachros says. But this does not apply by birds, which means that a bird that's being brought as a Karbon does not need to be unblemished. Now, Yachol, you might think, Yavshagapa, if its wing was completely shriveled, or Nikta Ragla, if its foot was cut off, Nechatata Eina, or if its eye was completely removed, you'd be allowed to bring this bird as a Karbon. Tamulaymer, that's why the Pusik says, Min Ha'if, from birds, like Kol Ha'if, and not all birds. A bird that's missing a limb is not allowed to be brought. So we see that there's a difference between a bird that's a Balmum, which could be brought as a Karbon, versus a bird that's missing a limb. And same thing by Eved, an Eved that was blind previously, but now is missing his eye because the master gouged it out. That gives him a different status as Mechus or Aver, and he would go free because of that. And we conclude with one more scenario. Let's say the Eved had an extra finger. He had six fingers on one hand instead of five. And the master cut off that extra finger. Evan Yad's behind the Cheros, the Evan's going to go free because of that. Whereas Amar Afuna, Afuna qualifies this, Vahushin Saparis Lagava Yad, it has to be counted on the hand, which means it has to be counted along with his other fingers. But let's say he has another finger growing out the back of his hand, and it clearly is not counted along with the other fingers, and the master cut off that finger, that's not something that Evan's going to be set free for. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.